G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. But I actually don't get to put the meaning mm. of Scripture into the Scripture. Yep. Scripture has the meaning in it. I'm the one that's got to understand and learn the meaning and then apply it to my life. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. been learning about why understanding biblical culture is so important. And today we're going to cover the issue of issues. When you're studying the Bible, you have to be clear on what issue was being addressed at that particular time. Otherwise, you won't be able to apply the lesson learned appropriately in your own time. You know, I remember a a number of years ago, quite a number of years ago now, actually, in a Bible study where the leader read a short portion of scripture and then asked everyone in the group, just going from one to the other and say, what does that particular scripture mean to you? Mm -hmm. What is it saying? And uh, without fail, every single person had a different understanding or interpretation of what that scripture was saying and why they felt that it was saying this thing. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, everybody's view was declared good and right. (laughs) You're right. And, you know, I I kind of, look, I understand the premise Mm -hmm. behind that. I understand that sentiment, but I actually don't get to put the meaning mm. of Scripture into the Scripture. Yep. Scripture has the meaning in it. I'm the one that's got to understand and learn the meaning and then apply it to my life. So do you have an example then of a, a Scripture that we may take out of context or misunderstand the message that God is trying to communicate and therefore misapplying the message to our own lives? There is a Scripture that is extremely well known. And it is a wonderful scripture. It's one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. But it's very often misinterpreted. And mm. I'm talking about um, that famous verse of Jeremiah 29.11. I know where you're going with this one. But yeah, let's read that verse and then we can unpack it a bit. So Jeremiah 29.11 says, God spoke to his people and said, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Isn't that wonderful? It is. I mean, it it is the most yeah. fantastic. If God said that to me, I would be thrilled. And then <laughs> you could turn it, well, he did. It's in the Bible. That's so right. he's saying that to you. Yeah. There's good reason for loving that verse. But if I really want to understand what God is saying and what his intention is there, I actually need to read Jeremiah 29 before verse 11. Mm-hmm. Start at, you know, the Maybe beginning. Verse one. <laughs> <laughs> and then continue reading after that so yeah. that I understand the context. What was the setting and the environment exactly. of the Hebrew people, the, the, the Jews, in the southern kingdom of Judah at the time Jeremiah said yeah. that? I mean, I was just reading this uh, chapter recently. I've been working through the Bible chronologically and was reading that passage just a couple of weeks ago. And... It's interesting because you're right. I mean, that verse sort of jumps off the page because everyone knows it. You've heard it so many times. But the context of it was that they were being told they were going to be taken off into slavery in Babylon for 70 years. And then suddenly this verse (laughs) pops up like, but I have great plans for you. And it's like, oh, that changes the whole context, doesn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. And of course, here they were not they were not about to get out of mm. this calamity. That's right. Let's face it, what happened to the the southern kingdom of Judah was a calamity. Mm. I mean, there had there were three exiles. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were some of the first to go. They mm-hmm. were already in Babylon. Yeah. And by the time we get to chapter 29 of Jeremiah, the temple has been destroyed, the city has been destroyed, there are dead people everywhere, and a host of them were being taken into captivity. And it actually says that, remember that passage, we remember the famous song by Boney M by the rivers of Babylon? Yeah. The Babylonians saying, sing me a song of your homeland, Mm. and they're saying, please don't. They were grief-stricken at what they had lost. That's right. But Jeremiah had said to them, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. This is plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Mm. What kind of future and a hope is that? That's right. So the calamity still came. So therefore, did God lie? Well, I guess the future and the hope in this instance is beyond the calamity because it's sort of saying, well, look, there's going to be some rough times coming, but you need to be prepared for that. But then know that ultimately, you know, my future, my hope is for you. I mean, verse four of that chapter, Jeremiah is basically prophesying to the people and he's telling them, you know, you're going to be taken away to Babylon. So he tells them, build homes, dig gardens, get married, have families. Like he's basically saying to just accept that this is a reality. Like don't be sort of pining, you know, to come back home because you're not going to be coming back for 70 years. So he's laying out, I guess, the plan of what God's saying to them, but then wanting to bring that encouragement to them in the middle of all that. Having a future and a hope doesn't mean we're not going to have struggles, hardships. And I mean, look, every day for the past, I don't know, every day of my life, the world has become a darker place. Mm. And if you read Revelation, you kind of go, Mm. oh, that's a gloomy outlook. That's right. We're not even there yet. Not even there (laughs) yet. But ultimately, we're going to have a future and a hope. But there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen in between time. That's right. So that was all before verse 11. Then you get to verse 11, and then, of course, you read on from verse 11. Yeah, let's read that from verse 12. It says, Then you'll call upon me and come and pray to me, and I'll listen to you. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I'll be found by you, declares the Lord, and I'll restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord, and I'll bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. So therefore, he's just said, I've got a plan for your life, a Mm. future and a hope that doesn't include calamity. Um, But by the way, there's calamity coming. So just brace yourselves for it. I mean, (laughs) keep things in their context. You get a much better understanding. The context, the issue that God was addressing was the sinful state of his nation. There was a remnant being saved. They were being sent into Babylon and he was going to deal with all of the rubbish mm. and all of the idolatry and all the wickedness that had taken place in the land. The yeah. land would become desolate, okay? And they weren't going to be a sovereign nation again for a very, very long period yeah. of time. And this was the reality that it was because of their lack of willingness to repent. I mean, they were given chance after chance and warning after warning, but they failed to, and so this was the ultimate result. Absolutely. And here's the other thing is that when you read this this prophetic warning and promise in Jeremiah 29, you actually read it out there that he was going to gather his people back again from all the nations and from all the places, but he only sent them to Babylon. That's right, yeah. So is this then a prophecy that is including not just the 70-year exile to Babylon, but also another one that was Mm. yet to come? 
That's right. Which means, hang on, there's going to be more than one <laughs> yeah, calamity. Right. It's, yeah. it's going to be reaching even further. Yeah. And did you know that from the time of the first exile to Babylon, that took place in 597 BC, almost 600 years before the birth of Christ. Israel was not a sovereign nation again until May 1948. Mm. Two and a half thousand years before the promise to have them reestablished mm. as a sovereign nation, that prophecy of Jeremiah 29.11 was given. And can I just say, the nation of Israel today, while reestablished in their own land as a sovereign nation, which is a miracle of miracles, yeah. they're still experiencing calamity today. Yeah, There are some people who are of the opinion that Israel won't see the ultimate fulfillment of the promise of Jeremiah 29.11, where God has a future and a hope for them that doesn't include calamity, that that won't be completely fulfilled until, as Paul prophesied really in Romans 11, that at a time in the future, all Israel would be saved. Mm. Until that time, they just seem to go through challenge after challenge. Yeah, that's right. But the promise remains. Yeah, that's right. And that's the thing that they can hold on to. That's that right. There is that promise there that you know they don't have to lose sight of the hope and exactly. the future that God promises for them. So it's really important that when we look at verses like Jeremiah 29, 11, yes, God does have a future and a hope for us, and we can hang on to that, and one day the calamity is going to be over. But if calamity comes to your life, don't then point at the Bible and say, God broke his promise to me mm. because he didn't. Yeah. All the struggles, all the trials, all the challenges that we actually experience and go through are all part of his sovereign plan mm. to actually mould us into the image of his son and the very eventual end result is going to be a future and a hope and no more calamity. It certainly is a future worth looking forward to. Well, in the next program, we're going to wrap up this short series we've done on biblical culture, understanding why it is so important. That's next time on Foundation. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.